Hello, my spontaneous people. This is Shiny Boy here, and welcome to My Culture Mind. This is the show where I talk about anything in the world of modern culture for music, movies, TV, food, and all that stuff. And today, this week, we are talking about Andor episodes one through three. I'm going to be giving my some of my initial thoughts, maybe a bit of spoilers ahead, but it's probably like a initial thoughts because I'm just going to be talking about all three episodes and my overall thoughts about it and yeah um I just want to see how some maybe some theories some things that I liked about it some things that I didn't like about it but I'll be talking all about that uh this week for this episode also I'll be talking about the usual um House of the Dragon She-Hulk and Rings of Power like up the recent episodes this week i think uh, house of the dragon is episode five um she hulk is episode six and then um uh, rings of power uh that's also episode five as well so i'll be talking all about it but before i get started if you are new to the podcast thank you so much for listening today this podcast is available on spotify google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, anchor and wherever you can get your podcast so without further ado let's get to it So let's start off with a catch-up. Now, I really want to discuss friendships and and sometimes like you have to let go of those friendships or they let go of you. Um these things happen. Um recently I had to deal with that. One because it felt like it is obvious we are on two different paths and I felt like if I'm continuing to be their friend, it felt like I'm not really living my own life. I feel like I'm more like in their shadow, you know? Um, so, and there are some things like you have to make like, in it, like the hard decisions of like, you know, letting someone go now, um if it if it needs to be announced if it needs to be announced or like you know saying like you know hey i need some boundaries or i need some space then obviously then like you know that is something that you have to do but if if it's a friendship that were like you you are the one who keeps reaching out and they don't respond to you as much or like they like you know they rarely reach out to you then you don't really have to announce anything. You could just let it, you know, fade and or die. And I should have done that. I feel like I should have done that. But obviously, because for me, I'm a very reactionary person. And I am trying to um, work on that. But at the time, I was just like, I, I was like, I just can't do this anymore. Where this friendship doesn't serve me or it doesn't help me in any way really i don't get excited when i see them i don't feel any warmth or happiness from them they don't make overall they just don't make me happy and and um some people will be like oh that's it you know but you need a friend i'm like no you need someone who is supportive of you no matter what you do um or like they're supportive of your growth or they're supportive of like, you know, just 
and then of course like you know you reciprocate as well it's like the give and take thing you have to do both you give but you can also take from like you know them as well it's this back and forth thing this like you know friendships friendships relationships it should be mutual it should be it should be mutual and it doesn't feel like it's like you know dragging it doesn't and it doesn't feel like work it's it's just something that feels natural but this doesn't feel like it. It felt like I was just trying to hold on to something that uh, for for so long, but they just did it. They decided to go one way. I decided to go another way, and it it just didn't work. So it, it turns out that you know she unfriended me on Facebook, um, and and um, I unfollowed her uh, on Instagram. Um, and also, like, social media just kind of ruins a lot of things for me. And I'm trying to do my best to stay away from it. But I will say, I will say that um, that doing that, it is the hardest thing that I've ever done. I don't know what they're going through. And I don't know, like, what to do with my situation. But all I can say is, is that what's done is done. And i rather not go back. I rather focus on what's important and what's and what is important is to make sure that I found I find a way to love myself in the end and not necessarily just how would I should say that I shouldn't just accept accept or like like the self-esteem I have or whatever. No, I want to work on the the best qualities of myself and make myself better. And I don't want to rely so much on people. I want to rely on myself. And I know this is a cliche thing, love yourself. Then you, uh, um, if you could, uh, if you want to show love to others, you got to love yourself first. And even though it is cliche, it is still something that I really need to work on. And if that means you have to let go of certain people in your life because you just can't take it anymore, um, you have to do what's right for you. It doesn't matter what other people think, really. You did what you had to do. So I did what I had to do. So all I can say is I know I'm going to be better at it. I'm going to be – I'm going to – do my best to be a better friend to myself so that I could be a better friend to others. So, yeah. Well, anyways, that is uh, it for the catch-up. And now let's move on to some of the more fun um, topics, and I can't wait to talk about this upcoming topic. So let's talk about House of the Dragon Episode 5. Wow, there is so much that i really enjoyed it just i was on the edge of my seat what an what an effing great episode this is like this is my favorite episode so far this is my favorite episode i'm like wow they just took it up a notch i never thought they would do that and they did whoo first of all let's start off with um how it started so finally i got notes <laughs> Finally, I got notes again. Um, I want to make my my thoughts clear. But let's start off with the lady, um, Ray, Raya, late, um, Damon's wife. Damon's wife that that he just 
doesn't like at all. <laughs> but she seems like a badass person. Like she looks like a a a person who likes to hunt, and she looks like she has a lot of skills. Probably not a lot of skills for in this situation but we saw her encountering damon and damon had a man damon barely spoke and all i can say was like when damon saw his like his quote-unquote crappy wife or whatever maybe not quote-unquote but he doesn't like her but but yeah he decided to um, uh, crush her head. <laughs> to crush her head. And when, like, that thud, like, you know, she tripped off her horse. And then just, like, you hear that thump. I'm like, oh, she is going to be a goner. She's a goner. Um, But there is some hidden motives to that. There is a reason why he did that. And I'll talk about it in just a bit. There is also a scene with Otto and Allison And talking about how distraught he distraught he felt the reason why he didn't i mean a lot of people did not approve rhaenyra's like you know um becoming heir or like viserys's decision to make rhaenyra heir and then um otto was at some at some ways like he felt like a, a bit power hungry but also he was thinking about the realm the realm of like like whether you like it or not in this world, in this world, um, there's going to be controversy that if a woman was in the Iron Throne, people will riot. Even though, like, you know, how there are houses that swore allegiance or loyalty to the throne, to the, you know, the royal family. So, so that was like Otto explaining to Alicent, like, you weren't supportive of me. Why you support Rhaenyra? And then, and Allison chose to believe in Rhaenyra. And I think that's like this betrayal, like finding out. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about that in just a bit. But I love this, like, you know, father-daughter dynamic of like, she's, she knew, she knew she felt like something was off. And part of me was like, maybe Otto was right. Maybe Otto was right. Maybe making egg on air, but but we'll get to that in um we'll probably we'll probably explore that more often. But anyways, um we have a scene with Allison and some guy in a I don't know uh in a cane. I don't know who he is. I don't know his name. He looks like he's from the same family, like at the High Tower, and he just talked about. Rhaenyra taking some tea and Allison heard the tea about ooh maybe she did um end up with Damon and all that so so yeah um that is something where like Allison was just like she just feels like no one could like she felt like there is no one she could trust and this is what I'm going to love about her character because she's going to be very distrust uh distrustful uh, very distrusting to a lot of people. So I can't wait to see this in future episodes. We also see um, Viserys and um, Viserys and others visiting um, the sea, um, the sea serpent uh, in his house, and talk about Rhaenyra's wedding to uh, 
to Lord Laner or like uh, Sir Laner or whatever. I forgot his name. Uh, I probably couldn't uh, pronounce it correctly. And this whole thing about Viserys saying, you know, let's unite our two houses. And then this uh, and Corliss was just like, oh, what? So in, in terms of inheritance or like, you know, how is this going to go? And Viserys made it clear. You know, the name will be Targaryen, but you could have the first name. Like, you know, the heir could have your name. So that's something. And then we have a scene with Rhaenyra and um, Laner discuss discussing the marriage and their cousins. Um, <clears throat> a lot of incest in Game of Thrones. Um, but anyways, Rhaenyra and Laner, like they were talking about how they have their own people that they want to fall in love with. And Laner turns out that he is, you know, he's gay and he has a boyfriend and, you know, he rather want to be with him. But, you know, in West, there's no, I guess there is um, no gay marriage in Westeros. And for Rhaenyra wants to be with Kristen Cole. And they decided like, you know what, let's have this Rhaenyra like, Put uh, put this idea with uh, Laner. Let's have an open marriage, an open marriage where let's like you know okay we'll do our duties, but let's fool around with whoever we want. So so that is something that you know oh great we get to you know fulfill our duties and have a bit of fun on the side. So so that was that. But then but then Rhaenyra was like talking to Kristen. And Kristen actually fell in love with Rhaenyra. Like, you know, the more they spent time together, the more he was just like, um, he wanted to get away from all this, you know, and just be free. And he wanted Rhaenyra to join him. But Rhaenyra was like, I have a duty. And you can't force her. And but then Rhaenyra was just like, oh, but, you know, you know, um, but I can fulfill what I have to do, and then you could be there for me and, um, you know, have a bit of fun on the side. But, like, what I... Sir Kristen Cole is the star of this episode for me because I love this this statement. Oh, so you do you want me to, uh, so you want me to be your whore? I was like, damn, because that sounds like how it is um and not gonna lie i kind of relate to that um uh in the past or i i i just i all i can say is i know the feeling of keeping a relationship a secret and sometimes you're trying to give 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 and then the all they can do is just you know keep things quiet or keep you keep you quiet and all that so sometimes you can't force people to to join with you like you know they made their own path and then you created yours so i really resonated with this scene and i felt sorry for sir Kristen. and sometimes i i did feel sorry for for rainier i can tell she wanted to be free of like all this stuff but she can't she has a duty because she you know uh, believe it or not, she cares about her family, so so there's that. Um, but this scene was very interesting when Allison called Sir Kristen and be like, "I need to talk to someone." And if since you're the uh, you know the guard, you know what Rhaenyra is up to. Um, 
if she and Damon or like, and she didn't say it's she and Damon. I heard that there is, you know, she is probably fooling around with someone. And then Sir Kristen was, he is such an honest man. He said this. I'm like, yes, it was me. If you need to, you know, have me killed or hanged or whatever, just a merciful death. And then Alice, it was just like, thank you for your honesty. Even though I feel like um, Allison was betrayed again, not because like, you know, oh, it's not like it made it better that it wasn't Damon, but it was the fact that Rhaenyra basically lied to Allison that like nothing more happened that night, even though the, she did not, you know, had sex with Damon. It was still she had sex with someone you know, like tarnish, almost tarnishing her reputation, you know, by having sex with, you know, with Sir Kristen and keeping that a secret. So, um, Allison just doesn't know who to trust. But the fact that Allison was just like, you know what? Thank you for your honesty. And you know what? I feel like there's this connection between her and Kristen more like, Sir Kristen is the most honest man and he will tell you know he just you can tell he's not a person who lies he's just that good-hearted and I'm like god damn but anyways but anyways um there's this I'll just briefly talk about this Viserys question uh, was talking to his hand about his own value like you know am I a good king and all that and I kind of like I love these scenes because Viserys is not power hungry. He he wants to make sure he is doing a good job, but also like, you know, he's dying as well. So like when you're dying, you kind of question your own value. So, you know, I, I even though the scene was brief, um, you know, it was a, it was a nice scene, but let's go to, let's move on to the juicy stuff. The wedding. Oh my God. It just goes, it kept building up and building up. Where it's like, oh, everybody's like celebrating for this, like, you know, this marriage. And I'm like, yay. And then Damon enters. When Damon enters the room, it was so awkward and so entertaining. <laughs> I just, <laughs> Damon entering that room after hearing that his wife died. And then people were like, oh, everybody looked at him and was like, oh, yeah, he killed her. <laughs> everybody was just like, you, everybody knows, like, you killed her. Especially um, um, his wife's cousin saying, like, I'm on to you. But also Damon was just like, boy, I have your, your inheritance. <laughs> but anyways, but anyways, that was that was so interesting. Um, and also, this drama keeps building because when Allison, after hearing, have after ha having a talk with Sir Kristen Cole, and hearing, um, hearing all this stuff, this all this betrayal, like you know, just like having distrusted anybody, she wears this green dress, and and then the guy in the, in the cane was talking to one of the high tower people, I think, and isn't it like? Isn't it the color green means like you're going to war? And I'm like, whoo, I was, I was just like, I was just like, whoo, like on the television because I was like, oh my God, Allison is, is, is planning stuff. 
she is planning she has she is going for the long run of like she's gonna take it she's gonna be like i lost my father in this and i'm gonna be like i'm gonna i'm gonna do what i gotta do because i am tired of this <laughs> but anyways let's just go back to damon so damon saying like you know he got the inheritance from his late wife um <laughs> i love his smug face and be like tragic um oh well it was something it was something of that line and then oh my god the scene where he not only he was like kind of flirting with um lady um lady lena like you know she was already growing up she's not 12 i'm like <laughs> but anyways <laughs> when damon was like flirting and then he started flirting back again like, with rhaenyra and i'm just like oh my god there there's this more tension between damon and rhaenyra and it's just like take me to dragonstone marry me like you know the wedding hasn't happened yet and i'm like what is happening i was like what is happening what is happening and just when they're about to you know do the dirty on the floor. Oh my god. If here's the thing. Here's the thing. Laner's boyfriend um shouldn't <laughs> should have kept his mouth shut when he was talking to Kristen Cole. We gotta keep our secrets and like you know, like you know, wink wink. And then and then Kristen Cole just he just lost it. He just like bam. Bam, bam. Like, but before that, everybody was just like, oh, what's going on? What's going on? And I just love the, uh, like, it's like this minute, one or two minutes of just like, what's going on? Like, you know, who's fighting who? And then you could, he is beating the shit out of like, you know, out of Elena's boyfriend. And when you see the result, his face is no more. It is just like like Christmas turkey being finished. <laughs> like it looks like a it looks like a Thanksgiving ham that that wasn't that's barely finished. <laughs> oh man. And then Viserys was just sick. He's like dripping with blood. And then oh my god. After that, when everybody left. It was the saddest wedding since the Red Wedding. Here's the thing. The Red Wedding was tragic. It was tragic. It was like, you know, it's called the Red Wedding for a reason. But this is just the saddest wedding ceremony I've ever seen. Two of them, Rhaenyra and Laner, they lost both of their, like, you know, love life. Or, like, you know, on the side or something like that. And now they just all they have left is to fulfill their duties. And I'm just like, and then there's this scene with like Sir Christian was like, I I've dishonored myself. I'm gonna kill myself. And then I was like, when when this happened, when Alice said, Sir Christian, like, you know, just stopping what he was about to do, he was about to kill himself. And I'm like, oh man. She has plans. She has plans for Sir Kristen. And I'm like, whoo, what's going to happen? Because next week, we're not going to see, we're going to see a time jump. We're going to see a time jump when them are grown up. 
And I'm very excited to see that. And then Viserys passed out during the wedding and he's super sick. But this episode is so, so good. It is so good. Some people were going to like, like, what is, it, what is it called? Some people are going to complain about how like, you know, these chime, time jumps are just keep happening and happening. But overall, oh my God. This is the best episode of House of the Dragon and possibly Game of Thrones for a while. I mean, like, it may not be, like, the best best, but it's one of the best. It is so damn good. I'm giving this episode 10 out of 10. Like, no question. This is a 10 out of 10 episode. I was on the edge of my seat. I was like, I just, I, every time there was, like, awkward, like, you know, pause and all that stuff, I was like, oh, I know something was coming. This was so good, and I can't wait to see what's next. It may not be as good. Episode six may not be, may not be as good as this, but still, what an episode. All right. <laughs> I'm a little winded, but let's move on to our next topic. So we're going to talk about episode six of She-Hulk. This is going to be a spoiler discussion or a spoiler initial thoughts, but there's not really much to talk about, really. Um, but again, um, just be prepared. There are going to be some spoilers, but honestly, here's my, here's my issue with She-Hulk. I am wondering, like, where's the focus? Um, I, I, I just don't know what the show wanted to be. It was, it, they said it was a comedy, it was supposed to be it was supposed to be sitcoms but the the problem is is that there are some like i guess you could say like th this is where the funny moments supposed to happen and i'm not really laughing the, the last time i laughed was probably like since episode 3 there's not much like funny stuff really i i, I here here's how i describe she hulk right now she hulk is an MCU show property trying to be a comedy than a than a comedy that happens to be in the MCU. So that is what's I feel like it's missing. I feel like the core of it is supposed I feel like they're supposed to go the route of a comedy that happens to be in the MCU or just in a typical MCU film with a few hidden jokes which is what they I feel like what they they do best is is an MCU film that is supposed to be more story driven with a few of like jokes and stuff I feel like that's what they've done best um She-Hulk they're really trying to push it with the comedy and it just doesn't I don't know I just I, I just feel like it doesn't work like like the fight was like was uh, the fight on this week and and Jen's going to a wedding. I don't know why um we have this moment um I guess I guess it's just to have um Mallory and Nikki finding out that there are internet trolls that that wanted to to hurt or cancel or like you know, something to do with She-Hulk, like, I don't know, I, I really don't know where this is going, um, like, the ending was supposed to be something very serious, and I, I just don't know the tone of this show, I really don't, um, 
it's the legal case was uh, I wasn't even that interested. A guy who is a mortal Mr. Immortal and is like, you know, like multiple wives or ex-wives in the past. Um that could have been interesting if like Jen was solving it, but I guess, you know, I feel like Nikki and Mallory were were used as plot points. Or just like, no, sorry, plot armor to like, you know, move it forward. But other than that, I, I was just not interested. Um, I, I'm just waiting for like a like a focused story. Um, or I'm, at this point, I feel like the saving grace is like, you know, like maybe Daredevil coming in and like just seeing like these cameos and bring back Wong or something or bring Bruce but I really don't I don't know I'm getting a little I'm like scratching my head I'm just I'm just so confused where this show is going and to the point it feels like a drag talking about it um I might debate on whether I really want to discuss um discuss the show um who knows? Who knows? Maybe next week I'm probably not going to be talking about it. I'll probably just focus on House of the Dragon and maybe Rings of Power if it gets interesting. Um, so far, House of the Dragon is like the show worth talking. And Andor. Andor is something that I'm... I heard. I heard that we're going to go to Coruscant in next week. And that is something i really looking forward to. But... I really want to go back to talking about shows that I really want to discuss instead of just doing like a weekly coverage and just uh, add some more topics that I do want to enjoy uh, discussing. So um, this week I was supposed to be talking about Doctor Who, but um, I, I'll, I'll probably just talk about Doctor Who um, maybe next week and see where this is goes. But but yeah, I might I might have to, you know. I might have to take a, take a pause on She-Hulk. If if the episode's good next week, then maybe it might be worth talking. But if not, I'll probably just skip it. But yeah, overall, this episode, mm, 6 out of 10. 6 out of 10. Uh, it's it's whatever. It, it really is whatever. But, you know, but, but there are some people who do enjoy it. There are, if you like what you're seeing from She-Hulk, then that's great. But for me, it's just not... It's just not doing well for me. It, it started off so good. It started off so good. Um, and then it, it just was left unfocused. So, uh, but we'll see. We'll just have to wait and see. All right, let's move on to the next topic. So I will be talking about um, Rings of Power, episode five. Now, this is, I was... Once again, this is going to be a spoiler initial discussions. Um, I was worried how <clears throat> where the show is going to go. Part of me felt like it felt like, you know, very slow. I just I did not know where the story is going. And there were times where I'm like, um, are they just doing this like this long, long buildup to actually get something interesting? But I will say I will say this week's episode probably my favorite so far it is a lot i guess you could say a lot more fun there it's a lot more fun there is a lot more i don't know it, it, it was it was super super serious and 
I mean, it doesn't have to be like a comedy or anything, but it's not like, you know, the whimsical stuff. And I think I, I did like the Harfoot stuff. Um, like I had a problem with the character Nori, but I actually like, um, I actually liked her in this sense where she felt like she was so sure that, you know, that this stranger is good. Again, we don't know who that is. I, I mean, like my fingers crossed, my fingers crossed if it is Gandalf, but it could be Sauron as well. That is one of the theories out there, and who knows? And the fact that she got her friend, her hand got frozen while, while um after the stranger um was in battle with some wolves and trying to heal himself with ice. But the fact that she got hurt because of him, that adds some layer to her character. I'm like, oh, there's some doubt. I might have made a mistake. And I, I, I actually kind of like that about her character now that, like, you know, she's not always like, you know, I have a gut feeling, like a gut feeling that I am right and everyone is like, you know, wrong. Or maybe she didn't feel that way, but like, you know, like that her gut feeling is right, that she can make a mistake. And I feel like that is a, a good flaw to people that, you know, they should have. But anyways, um, I did like the Harfoot stuff. Um, more uh, exploration about the the stranger and the fact that the the Harfoots did appreciate what the stranger did to fight the um to fight the the, the wolves um was oh was cool. I actually kind of liked it. Well, we didn't really see it. We we just heard, but they but they taken to liking of the of the stranger. So that was that. Um, but, but there is, um, another thing that made it really enjoyable for me is we get to see more of Galadriel's skills in swordsmanship, um, her taking down, like, you know, uh, the mortals, the men, like, you know, to see, like, if anyone could cut me, could cut me, I will make them lieutenant. And, and I'm glad it wasn't Isil or Isildur or whatever, I forgot his name, um, uh, uh, the kid from Mr. Bean's Holiday. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't do like, oh, I'm the skillful swordsmanship, and then I should like, you know, deserve it. No, his friend, his friend that he got in trouble with, um, became lieutenant, and then there is a bit of humility that Isildur, like you know, did or Isil, whatever you want to call him. Um, there's a bit of humility, like you know, he got beat up. He he really felt sorry for what he did, um, and the fact that he made, <laughs> the fact that he went on they made him go out to war to go to middle earth but he's doing like cleaning duties i i kind of find that really really funny and um i i really like that character there's a bit of humility but acceptance like you know what if this is what i have to do this is uh, this is my i pledge my loyalty to serve for for my kind and you know i like that but i love this thing about halbrand like exploring about halbrand and just seeing like he can fight um, even if he is just a blacksmith, like, you know, he saw him pick up a sword like that and toss it. That was awesome. Um, and Halbrand, I love this moment with Halbrand question, uh, questioning Galadriel. Yes, there is darkness, but why do you keep fighting? What is your point? And I, I love her response. I just can't stop. There is this grief that she is going through. And this is, and this tells like, you know, 
to all people going through grief. The darkness or the trauma that we go through is still there, and sometimes we cannot stop. And that's why she is doing so hard to defeat Saur um, Sauron, um, because it was so difficult for her she just does not know how to cope she doesn't know and doesn't know any other way she doesn't deserve to go to you know that happy place um that paradise but but no she cannot stop and she needs the help um and you know what i i did find interesting queen regent talking to her father is like don't go to middle earth darkness and all that you know um i did I find that pretty interesting. I was like, oh, damn. I thought I was doing my dad's wishes. I thought she was going to cancel the war and be like, uh, we can't go uh, because my daddy said so. <laughs> but, but yeah, that could be the, okay, that could be it. Um, but yeah, and I did like this whole thing about doubt within the elves, um, within like uh, Arendir and like uh, Brownwin, like trying to convince the people that they should stay in the tower instead of just pledging loyalty to the orcs. And then the fact that this guy was a Sauron, like, you know, lover. And then he just went to this guy. I bow to you for Sauron. And I'm like, you are Sauron, right? And bam. <laughs> like, you know, and because of that guy, because of his choices, those people are probably going to die. Or if possible, I, I don't know if like, you know, people could turn to orcs easily, but I don't know. I, I don't know much of the lore, but but the fact that those people, a large amount of people just thought that, you know, if we pledge loyalty, we'll be safe. Right. And no, no, no choice of like, you know, bowing down to your enemies, you know, uh, just to be safe. It's like. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. And the fact that he had to kill um, Theo's friend slash bully or whatever. I'm just like, oh, rip. Uh, we know how that went. And again, this whole doubt within the people of like, oh, maybe we did. Maybe we did make us. Brown would like, you know, debate herself. Maybe we did make a mistake. Maybe we should have swear loyalty just like for the safety of the. The people, you know, we're going to die anyways. Might as well just accept the darkness. And then Aaron is just like, no, there's got to be another way. Then where is the other way? And he couldn't give the answer. Because they now know that Theo had the, what the orcs want. It's a key. Something to, you know, revive Sauron in some ways. Or that's what they, they think they believe. So that is interesting to see more conflict but we get to see more um moments with aaron aaron and theo who theo who has like you know very distrust to the elf the elves but you know hearing his combat skills uh, uh combat skills you know i think uh, i think theo might take a liking to theo than his mother maybe we'll see um i loved i love the moments with um, Elrond and Durin, because now he has, you know, that mineral that Durin gave him, and this is just for you, like, uh, you know, uh, Milthrin, or what, I forgot what it's called, I think it's the, you know, the, uh, the mineral to make the rings, I, I believe so, and Elrond's just like, oh, we need this because the darkness is spreading, and we're, our people are going to perish, unless, and Elrond just said this, 
Uh, and Doran played this cheeky, very cheeky. So the fate of the Elvish people are in my hands. <laughs> yes, Doran. And then I'm just like, <laughs> that is a good way to be like the dwarves are mightier than the elves and they need your help. And the king, the high king, I, I don't know, man. The, the king is very sketchy. He sounds very power driven. It may it may protect, you know, all people, but he sounds hungry. He he sounds like power hungry. You know, I don't trust him. But uh, I, and when I meant the king, I meant the uh, the elf king. Um, I don't know his name. I, 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 I forgot these names already. Uh, I don't I, don't make me try. <laughs> but I will say this episode is a lot better probably my uh, this is a lot more enjoyable to me and um but yeah i i think this, this is probably one of their better episodes and i'm really this is the first time in a uh since our rings of power i'm actually excited for next week and i can't wait to uh discuss it with y'all um but yeah i i will give it uh i'll give it a nine out of ten what a good this is a pretty good episode a really good episode so, I want to talk about Andor, episodes one through three. Now, I had pretty high hopes for this because, one, I heard the initial th- uh, the, the initial reviews about this, and they're talking about how well made it is, and how, and the writing is, like, you know, pretty top-notch. It is different. It is very different from, like, other uh, Star Wars properties. Like, it, it feels very different it doesn't feel like the typical familiar stuff and i think like some of it's like you know it got me intrigued what are some things are we going to see i think i got excited about it because of like you know people's reviews about it and um they were just looking forward to it um but here is my overall thoughts of episodes one through three or let me just go down like one by one episode one felt in the beginning was very interesting. In uh in the beginning of episode one, it was very interesting. We talked about uh it shows how Cassian Andor became a fugitive because of like you know the incident uh he did. Um so I uh, once again this is going to be like some spoilers. If you have not watched these episodes, just you know keep that in mind. But he did kill two officers, um, not Imperial officers. I don't know what the I don't know what the suits are like. I, I'm just going to call them the blues. Uh, so we two blue officers. They were just you know effing around and and then they're just trying to pick on you know Cassian or whatever. Yes, they 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 sort of did their duties, but they kind of like you know took it a little too far. And then Cassian had no other choice but to kill the. Well, first he accidentally killed the first first blue officer and then he decided I, he didn't want any witnesses so he just you know killed the um the second one um but still it did leave into um a very difficult path so um sorry something caught off my throat but anyways um that's how the episode mostly went i think i think the beginning was interesting. The rest just felt pretty slow. 
I think it was all about like introductory stuff. Like who are these characters? Um who were Andor's like, you know, friends, like, you know, who who he really is. There is something about Kanari. Kanari is where he's from, but something happened on the planet and there's something like very secretive. Very secretive. Like in, I think it was like a mining um disaster or something. So I think that people want to keep this quiet about something about Kanari. They want to keep this quiet. But one officer was so into justice, you know. We we we're just gonna let stand by and let these like this murderer get away with it. And then like the, the head officer is just like bro just chill. <laughs> so I think that this guy, this officer, was the goody two shoes. Like, you know, I want to be like, you know, the best, like, you know, and all that stuff. And then like so, so into righteousness and justice, you know, so he was a little, he was a little overboard for me. And he kind of grabbed me the wrong way. But then again, that is probably his character. I don't even know his name, but, but yeah, I think that character is going to annoy me for, for a bit. Um, I think this episode, episode one was slow. There are slow burns and then there's slow pace. And this felt slow pace. Same thing with episode two. It did feel, you know, very slow paced. And, but it, you can tell it is a very, an adult, um, show. There was one scene. I think there was like a kissing scene and all that, but we're like, Oh, we know where this is going. <laughs> it was this character Bix and this Scottish guy named, uh, I think his name's Tim with two M's. Um, but yeah, I, okay. I, I did not I, I did not like the character Tim. I get it. Like he, he's basically a simp. He's a simp for Bix. And he was just wondering like where does she go around? Like he's the typical boyfriend that's just like where's my girl going around like you know like 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 he should have like you know like stick his nose uh, up in her business and all that. I think he was like you know pretty jealous of Andor. That Bix was like pretty close, or like you know something like that. So he ratted him out. He ratted him out to the Blues, and that started the whole situation of like the Blues trying to find Cassian Andor for the death of these two officers and all that. So it was a pretty, it was a pretty interesting take on it. I don't know who um Skarsgård's character's name. I don't know who he is. I think this is like the start of the rebellion. Um, about can we like you know fight these guys for real? So Andor was trying to sell this item, this imperial item that could like you know it's basically like good like information and all that, and he wanted to sell for a high price so that he can get out of the planet. Um, I don't I forgot what the planet is called. Uh, there is a lot of names um that I'm not gonna follow, 
but but then we finally get to a a, a great fight uh fight sequence and this is episode three um it was just a the typical gunfight or like gun you know gun action or something like that blaster action as you could say and then i think i think i think what i like about this episode is how righteous this guy is the guy in blue trying to get uh casting Ender, but he's all talk really mostly I, there was this awkward scene he was supposed to give this it like this inspiring speech about like yeah uh uh justice and i'm like what the fuck <laughs> he didn't practice himself the the his his uh his his buddy like um the other blue guy oh my god i'm losing names like um the other officer was doing a better speech than him and then like <laughs> and then he's just trying to do this forced clap just to be like yeah great speech <laughs> so bad it was so bad but you can tell like he he can lose his temper like he loses temper and he got tied up like when Cassian was just like how many men are you and then he just easily got tied up he was like pretty wimpy and there was a scene right when andor and scarsgar's character i forgot his name um that they stole a speeder they stole a speeder and then um, but it was a fake out. It was a fake out scene where I don't know who I don't know if it was sent on autopilot, maybe. And then the officers were like, yeah, we got him. And then Andor and the, and the other guy, like he, they just speed a sped up and with explosives. And I'm just like, bro, don't. Here's the thing about any situation. Do not celebrate so early. That's the thing. That's why I've learned. Do not celebrate so early. Um. What I did find interesting is the flashbacks. I actually like the flashbacks. I think that's the strongest point. The flashbacks of Andor, um, where Cassian is from, Canari. And I'm wondering, what happened to the Canaries? Like, the Canari people. Um, like, what really happened? They said it was, like, a mining accident. But, like, you know, what really happened? Was, like, the planet destroyed or um where the people were like slaughtered like you know and that's why andor is just like i need to find my sister and all that so because we he doesn't know because he was technically technically abducted uh morvana or whatever um um petunia uh petunia dursley from harry potter because <laughs> that's who she is that's the actress um but anyways i i think i like her character i really liked her character um, especially the droid B. I really like B. But here are my overall thoughts from episodes one through three. I, I'm glad that they released all three episodes because this felt like each episode felt like I don't know where this is going. Honestly, I did not know where this is going. Episode three did really pick up the pace. <laughs> But there were some moments when, like, the episode ended pretty awkwardly, you know, like, oh, there's, like, you know, like, you know, the music's, you know, pumping up, like, you know, and we're like, oh, wait, the episode's about to be over? Like, I, I'm glad that they were, de they decided, okay, episodes one through three, that is gonna be how it is. Oh, but I did remember, 
I did remember that each three episodes, I think there's going to be a time jump, and I'm waiting for those time jumps. I want things to pick up. I want to see how the story goes. I, I think it's. I think this is just the introductory, um, and I want to see how like the rebellion is birthed. You know, um, overall, it was well directed, pretty like you know, pretty decent action, and then like they did, they did not. They did not lie. This is going to be like a kind of like a thriller thing. It did not. Another thing, like another thing that I realized is it did not feel like Star Wars. It did not feel like Star Wars to me. Um, But that's okay. That's okay. If I just wanted to see like, you know, some type of psychological thriller or something like that, or like heists or something, um, you get to see Andor as being a scoundrel and all that, trying to make some money, you know, a smuggler or whatever. Um, it's interesting to see, but parts of it were pretty boring. I was like, I was like, all right, let, 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 let's move on. Let's move on because some of these episodes, I feel like, uh, I don't know. I feel like these episodes should be like just half an hour. I think it, it should just be a half an hour. I, I honestly, um um or less maybe but at this point i feel like all three episodes all this three episodes could have been could have been in one episode instead of three for me for me because i was just a little annoyed of where this is going but i'm glad that they released three episodes so we're like caught up i'm i'm more excited to see mon the mon mothma stuff like, you know, I want to see, like, a political drama sort of thing. I, I want to see that. Um, it, that is what I'm really excited for. So, can't wait to see it. I'm still looking forward to it. Um, I just hope they, you know, you know, move move up, the uh, speed up the pace just a little bit. I will give Andor um, maybe a 7.5 out of 10 episodes one through three. Um, I'm just going to grade it as a whole 7.5 out of three, but yeah, I, 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 I like, I, it's hard to say I enjoyed it. And I did, I, I think I appreciated what I saw. I appreciate what I saw. I feel, but I do feel like I wish we could see maybe more action, maybe more like, I guess not, I don't know. I, I wanted to see more Star Wars E stuff. I don't know if that makes sense, but but yeah, I'll give this uh episodes one through three seven point out of ten. I think it's really good. Um very different from other Star Wars shows. Um but yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Anyways, that is it for today. Um before I end it, end things off, I just need to um remind y'all I may not be doing um these long um these long spoiler initial talks I probably might just give a rating but there are some things that I do want to talk about um instead of just doing like recaps like each week and then the main topic will be like you know this uh, because there is so much to discuss and yet I feel like I, I want to have a, a, just a segment of just initial thoughts of like, you know, the episodes of the week and then have more geeky topics, more interesting things to discuss, more things that I want to enjoy uh, discussing. So, but yeah, um, again, again, we could be sticking to the same format next week, but 
it just depends on my mood and how I want things to go. But yeah, just stay tuned for next week. Anyways, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, click follow whatever podcast services you are listening to this to. Share this podcast to anyone you know. It really means a lot. It really helps a lot. And until next time, so long, farewell, take care, bye-bye.